This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. All kinds of amazing things happening. The Cowboys victorious. Jimmy Johnson going into the ring of honor. We are live at RJ Dukes in McKinney where they got all kinds of deals going on out here. And we just pulled probably a four-figure card in the Derek Jeter relic autograph number to 30 that will be given away by RJ Dukes on Friday if you come up here and sign up today. It's not like there's like Dude. any Black Friday sales going on. They right? have Black Friday sales galore. Oh, and you could potentially get that card that Mike just yes, pulled. Yes, for free. Or the one you just pulled. Yes, for free. And then you, also sales going on at the same time? Yes, correct. Wow. You sound like the Mavs defense. It's all for free. Ah, <laughs> now. Would you like a layup, a dunk, or a wide open three? And ah. if you miss, we will let you have the rebound back to try again. I'm glad that you brought that up because we can go a few different directions here. It was an absolutely brutal weekend for the Mavericks and the Stars. We'll get into why the Stars was Corey's fault in just a little bit. But let's go with the Mavericks. And the Mavericks, by the way. Is Did you mess that up, too? Were you like at 111, 101 against Milwaukee? You're like, this is over. We got them. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. And my buddy's an idiot. It was pretty crazy. (sighs) The timing of everything. I couldn't believe it. And just remember, my buddy's an idiot is later in the week. Is... Oh, for I don't know. Wanker man. of the weekend. Wanker of the weekend. You that was got the, it. Don't it's not, worry it's not about Wednesday. That. I'm just giving you a hard time. Is do you want to go back to the Milwaukee game first, or do you want to hit uh, the Kings first? Maybe let's go in chronological order because okay. the Milwaukee game was a great game to watch. Unfortunately, I'm going to give you this turning point in the game, and then we can go to more of a general point. Luca gets fouled. Luca goes to the free throw line, misses both free throws uh, with about five minutes and change to go. On the second missed free throw, Derek Lively picks up his fifth foul. And Giannis, who's a horrible free throw shooter, makes both of his. So it goes from could you be up by four to now you're tied, or maybe you're up by one and then you lose the lead. But from that point on, the Mavericks were playing bad defense up to that point. But now Derek Lively has five fouls. You have to take him out of the game for a little bit. Bring in Dwight Powell. God bless him. He can't play in this league to save his life. But he's trying his best. And you couldn't stop them at all. Like, I don't know if they wanted to score 50 in the fourth quarter. I think they could have. I think they ended up with 43 in the fourth quarter. So it's a great game to watch, but you see the fatal flaw in the Dallas Mavericks. And so I want to talk. I'm glad that you said that because I want to talk specifically about a couple of elements of that. On the positive part, Kyrie scored 39. Luka scored 35. They were shooting outstanding. However, here's the issue that you run into. Just in the fourth quarter, Milwaukee was 14 of 21 shooting. That's 21%. Yeah. Here's the issue. Because you can be – I, wa- I wonder how many of when they missed if they got the offensive rebound. Got the offensive rebound. rebound. And, and, and that's the thing. If you're just looking at the stat sheet, you can be like, hey, a team gets hot, what are you supposed to do? Look at the shots that they got. The closeout defense on the three-pointers in the Milwaukee game was atrocious, atrocious, atrocious. So if you have those wide-open looks, naturally it's going to be more likely that your shooting percentage is going to be better. And so that clipped the Mavericks for a couple of reasons. 
They've only, going into that game, and we could discuss what you think about Sacramento. Yeah. Going into that game, that dropped into 0-2 against elite teams. Now, clearly, they still have an amazing record, but in their two big-time showdowns, they got smoked by Denver, and then they lost the lead in the fourth quarter against Milwaukee. This was the first clutch game they've lost all year. They were 6-0 and in tight games where this do you, year. Where do you rank, like, the Mavericks as opposed to elite teams? Are you Do you have them as good teams, really good teams? Like, are you kind of... I'm, I'm still struggling to figure out exactly what they so are. It's right so early. Now. I'm happy with their start, Kevin. For sure. I'm really happy what their record is. They took care of business. They've been beating the average to bad teams pretty much 100% of the time. That is great. Keep doing that, and you'll find yourself close to 50 wins. That will be great. But when you start asking the question right now, where do you see them against Sacramento, against Milwaukee, against Denver? We're seeing they can't stop a soul. They yeah. can't stop a human being on the basketball court from getting what they want. Now, they might miss the shot, but they literally can get whatever they want. Damian Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, whether it's Giannis, whether it's a lefty last night, Sabonis, they get whatever they want, and it pretty much uncontested. Yeah. So you're just hoping they miss, and then you only have a 50% chance of getting the rebound. So against these tough teams, Kevin, I have a tough time seeing right now without the Mavs making a trade to try to improve their defense, how they win a playoff series against teams like this. I agree. I'm not, and I'm not trying to cop out on your question, Corey. I, I know it's an excellent question because I'm stuck in the in-between. Yeah. Of they are, they're not elite. They just aren't. Like, at least this is stage in the season. I, you, throw, I, you throw a decent defense out there, you can put, oh them, my in, God. You can put them in the almost Because offensively, almost the we're category. top five offensively. Yeah. Like, For we're sure. scoring, For we're sure. scoring on these teams pretty well, but literally you have to score every possession to keep up with your defense. And something we can talk about down the line. They're scoring in a more varied way than they did yeah. even last year. And I know we need to that talk about tweet. that. Okay. Oh, okay. And well, then, then they went cold for six minutes. Okay. But, <laughs> but that is still a correct tweet. I've got them wedged. I think they're better than good, but I don't yeah. quite think they're very good. And we might be getting into a semantical discussion, but the defensive aspect of it remains very frustrating because we talked about this a week ago. I was looking at it and saying, I think the Mavericks defense might be, I, you know, let's say they went from bottom, one of the worst four or five teams in the league last year to maybe they're one of the worst 10 teams. It doesn't sound good when no, I put it, it like that, but it is better. And now you're looking at it and thinking, oh, crap, are we going to slide back to bottom five? Which I realize it's early, but that's all the data we have to go at by thus far. And this weekend, it was yeah. humbling from the defensive perspective. Did you talk about those numbers that we just saw? From no, Grant? but you talk about those numbers because they're really bad. But just to give you an idea, Sabonis last night, I've just pulled up the box. He was 13 of 15 from the field. Like literally, and I think when he missed one of them, he just put he just got okay. the rebound and put it back in for another layup. So it's like, can we stop on that for just one second? Then? Yeah, because and I want to go back. This is what I said earlier. Don't just say not you. I'm just saying yeah. people who are like, well, what are you supposed to do? Look at those 15 shots. Go look at those 15 shots and then chart it out. How many were wide open? How many were easy moves to the basket? Yeah. How many were not contested particularly well? And that's the problem is, let's say that 13 to 15, because maybe it's just hot that night. What if it was 11 to 15? What if you could drop two off of Giannis because you were just playing better defense? That stacks up incredibly huge. This is interesting, Mike. I didn't see this one earlier. The The season they went to the Western Conference Finals, okay. that year uh, they were seventh in defensive rating. Wow. Uh, this year 
No, or last year they were 25th. This that year, right. uh, the whole season, they're 26th. The last 10 games, 28th. The last five games, 29th. The last three games, 29th. The last two games, 29th. Who's and the worse? last game, 29th. It's amazing because I don't know who's worse than this. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, watching this season. defense, like, remember how Washington. we would make – I think maybe Washington. It might be Washington. Yeah. You remember how we'd make fun of, in a way, you'd make fun of Dirk, Finley, Nash, Van Exel, yeah. and then you'd throw some – it might be Rafe LaFrance, but that kind yeah. of other spot was a, a varying person. You're like, this is some horrible defense, but this is so fun to watch. I think we're back in that spot. Now, are we as good as kind of – that team, I don't know. But offensively, this is so fun to watch. Defensively, though, I think this is the worst defense that the Mavericks have had since. And I hate saying this because there's talent on this team. But this defense, and they're sometimes they're trying. Last night, I thought Grant Williams for a, a weird, for some reason, maybe he was tired because of back-to-back. But I, watching the game live, he, he just wasn't watching the ball and his man. Back cuts were happening to him. He would lose his and man completely. And back, I'm like, back cuts killed him in the playoffs last year and ended up getting him he, less time. He stopped watching. He just ball watches at times, and that's where cutting uh, from Grant Williams, you, you can kill him because he's just ball watching a lot. And he's obviously one of your better defenders, but he does run into some of those lapses, which is why the Celtics felt like they could let him go. I still have lots of high – I have very high hopes. The thing that I hate about all those stats that you gave – is if you tell me the Mavericks are going to be top 10 in defes- defensive efficiency at the end of the season, I think this is a team that can win the championship. Absolutely. I yeah. agree, but here's the way that I they were. Here's we- why they were defensively efficient that year somewhat. If I walk the ball up the court and shoot the ball with three seconds on the shot clock almost every time, you there's less the- possession. Yeah. See, yeah. the defensive efficiency – when you play this fast, I love it. Like, I love watching the Mavericks play this year. This is so much more entertaining than the last couple years because you're seeing ball movement. You're seeing the ball get pushed up the court. The problem is there's more possessions, and now the Mavericks defensively have to play more possessions, and we're so bad defensively. And I don't know I'll, – I'll to put it to this. I don't know if there's an answer on this team because – I don't think it's a lack of effort. At times, yes, there's certain possessions where there's a lack of effort on defense. But I just think when you really look at this, and Derek Lively is giving you what he can give you, but he's a small guy. Sabonis can just take him to wherever he wants. And this is why when that person's like, just let him develop. You don't want to get another guy because he would ruin his development. No, he needs help because every second Dwight Powell is on the court, the other team, like, Usually I think people are going to slip and fall on the court because there's so much drooling and slobbering from the other team that they're like, oh, my God. Look at that look. At that look. <laughs> yeah, so I think that the Mavericks can make a trade to correct this, but it has to be somebody who can really help defensively and rebounding-wise. And that's the issue that you run into a problem is we've talked about Vooch a whole bunch. Well, he doesn't help a lick on defense. Right, just rebounding. Re- rebounding for sure, offensively for sure, but he doesn't help a lick on defense. I'm with you, except he is more physical than Dwight Powell. And he's he's definitely built better. I think he would work in good combination with yeah. Derek Lively, but one, one thing that could help, I'll be honest here, and this is who he is. Maxi Kleba is only a forty-one player a season game. He can only really his body cannot physically handle forty-one games, Corey. Don't yeah, worry I about it. I said that. I got time. it. I mean, I've worked with we Mike long there. enough. Yeah, but like, <laughs> he's just a guy. He physically can't get close to eighty-two games, and he's missed almost every game this year. Is he will help when Maxi Kleba plays his fifteen, and he should be only a fifteen-minute guy. 
he'll probably try to get extended to 25, 30 because of how bad this defense is, and then he'll get hurt again yep. and have to miss time, and his back will be bugging him or his knees will be bugging him come playoff time. But that's where you have to make a trade to keep him to 15 minutes a night and probably only 55 games a year. But Maxi Kleba will help a little bit with this situation. I will, I will say I – I'm in complete agreement, though, with Mike in that they're a blast to watch. Like, yes. oh, as, yeah. as a fan, we, what we saw at the end of the season last year, that slide that just fell apart, and you're just like, what is this? And, Kevin, I know we're going to discuss this more, the the conversation of how how different Kyrie can set up the offense versus how different Luka can set up the offense. When I see Tim Hardaway come off of a, uh, a pick or a screen and then he's at the elbow for a jump shot because Kyrie set him up, I'm like, when would we ever see that before? The ways, the areas they can score from the court, the floor are so much different than we've seen the last few years. I agree with you a million percent. One thing I wanted to add to that that I think is really encouraging is you've cut down the pace gap between the offense run by both of them. You're right. It's, yeah. it's still totally different, but it used to be like, what? Is this even the same sport that we're watching? But they have cut down on the pace gap, which is probably really good for this And team. to Mike's point about the, the opportunities, that's something that I think Jason Kidd really needs to start observing and trying to figure out how to how to limit late in the game. Yeah. Because that's when it's really going to matter. You can play this kind of pace all game, but those last 15 or those last five minutes, how do you how do you limit it to a, a smaller amount of possessions? Yeah. And that is because Luca Kitt still can walk the ball up the court late in games and limit those, and then they play better defense on the back part of that. They don't have to play the best defense the whole game, just in real a real important stretches. I think what's important through the month of December and maybe even into January till you can possibly make a trade is just keep beating all the average to bad teams. Yes. That will keep you above 500. Look where they are right now. Yeah, absolutely. And then hopefully a trade happens where whether it's, right, DeMar DeRozan is an offensive and defensive player, and yes. he's available, and I don't know if they want him or not. And then if you were to get, like, in it, like this would make you a championship team and possibly win it all this year. If you were in a trade, and it would, it would suck up a lot of everything you have in the future, if you got DeMar DeRozan and Clint Capella on this team, now – that's dream come true right now all i actually this, don't think that would cost you as much as people seem to think but we're kind of we we have a draft pick already out there that's for Kyrie. True. we have a draft pick for porzingis you're limited like you would ruin everything in the future uh, and you'd have to trade Jaden hardy you might have to trade oh, josh nice. green yeah. right you you'd have to do a lot of things to like we have demar DeRozan, clint capella Kyrie, luca and then one other guy maybe grant williams on the court with those guys all of a sudden you might win it all this year we're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan, live from RJ Dukes in McKinney, where, man, this place is been nice? packed you like, you all. I, like, first of all, I just want to say this real quick, because I, I, know, I know people are going to be like, oh, you're there, you're supposed to say it's great. No. I, I know the owner, Ryan. They donate awesome stuff to Peaceathon yes, every single year, including this year. You'll see National Treasures, bo Treasures boxes up there. They're four, five, six hundred dollars He donated two of those and other stuff this year to Peaceathon. So if you're looking for a place that has a charitable heart as well as awesome stuff and awesome deals, come on out to McKinney, RJ Dukes, 400 North Central Expressway. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the stars and Corey. Because it's time for Wanker of the Weekend. That tweet I did see. Mm -hmm. We'll do it next right here on 105 Through the Fan. CFSC comes after Garbers. They've been able to sack him three times. And here they come. Garbers on the run. Gets rid of the last second to Harden for the touchdown. What a play by Garbers. Being dragged down by Jalen Smith. 
Fancy Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We're live at RJ Dukes in McKinney. And you know what? We might have some time for a little bit more card shenanigans if we want in here. Maybe not, though, because y'all were just eating food. So I don't know if well, we, we should do a, that. we had an evil Viking on the Twitch. Uh-huh. Brought us some Cubano sandwiches Un from, McKinney, from somewhere in downtown McKinney. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They're good. It's time... For some wanker of the weekend, and I'm just going to go ahead. If Corey, if I'm going to throw you under the bus, I'm going to throw my football program under the bus. Is Jimbo Fisher is <laughs> in the news again. And I know you're like, well, hold on. He already got fired, and you're already giving him all of the money. Earlier this season, he benched Moose Muhammad, the wide receiver, because he was wearing sleeves. And he said, Jimbo Fisher said, the hell you are going to wear sleeves. Hit the bench. What? Yeah. Because was it a cold game? No, he there's just he wanted to wear sleeves. And Jimbo Fisher is like, I'll be damned if that's going to happen under my watch. So because of that, all season, he had 159 yards receiving. Jimbo Fisher's out. So guess what? Muhammad wore sleeves. He had 104 yards receiving and a touchdown. In the whole season, he had 159 yards. In this one game, he got 104 yards and a touchdown because he was allowed to wear sleeves. It is it is wild to me how many times, I mean, and I know this isn't a perfect example, but look at Noah Brown having the, a couple of huge games, right? Yeah. But under the Cowboys regime, he couldn't get enough opportunities. And then he finally did, and it was whatever it was. But there's so many times where you'll see a coach is on this ego trip and it was like, this is not going to happen for you. And then it gets lifted, and a guy gets to have an opportunity to go show what he's really made of. Because just because some coach had a stupid, hey, you can't wear sleeves, you can't not wear sleeves, or you can't wear sleeves. Yeah. That's dumb. That's really dumb. Yep. And now he's, and he suffered from it. Yes. He, I wonder how many other players on the A&M program had some dumb thing like that. Probably and a Jimbo lot. Jimbo Fisher was making that team suffer dumbly for what, something like that. What's amazing with Jimbo Fisher is how great he was at Florida State. It doesn't make sense to me how – I'm not saying he ruined a and I mean, A&M was in yeah, peril when he came there. But, I don't think he ruined it at all, yeah. But, um, yeah, I just – those rules like that – I, I understand certain I under you have to have rules on a team you yeah. do that one though that feels very arbitrary yeah, yeah. I, I just don't you know I just don't see how wearing now if you wanted to wear sleeves that were like I'm just making this up Spider Man sleeves no, they were literally maroon and yeah. blended in with his jersey yeah then I'm fine with it if you wanted to wear something where I'm like hey this isn't our team colors this this is a little bit out I don't mind you wearing sleeves but they need to be to your point maroon or white or black. To kind of go with our jersey, I totally get that. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Jimbo kind of lost – for some reason, he lost his way from Florida State to A&M, and I don't know why or how or what. And I did see a couple of people bring up – yeah, but they played Abilene Christian. All right, I'm going to try this again one more time. Maybe, maybe the numbers got lost in translation. Mm -hmm. He had 159 yards all season. Go take a look back at A&M's schedule. Go take a look back at those first three games or so, all right? They played plenty of cupcakes, and A&M scored 38 points in this game. They scored more points the week before against an SEC team, all right? This was his best game of the season by far. So that's some great work there, Jimbo. All right, Corey, it's your turn. They lost to App State, Kevin? 
Not this year, though. Oh, I'm looking at that's, that's I went to the game. I mean, that definitely <laughs> happened. No, that definitely I went, back, happened. I went back too far on the schedule. No, that, I, I definitely remember that. The right. Fighting mozzarella sticks got us that day. <laughs> Is Corey, yeah. you sent out a tweet, something to the effect of this Stars team is amazing or this Stars team is different. When they had a three to nothing lead, yeah, I have that approximately correct. Stars had a three to nothing lead. Yeah, they I know, looked I was flipping, and I was all excited. And then it was three to two, and then it wasn't three to two anymore. My tweet was: <laughs> Stars was are on another level, y'all, and it was because they were doing everything, everything right. Everything looked exactly the way you want it to, and I was like, "All right," and it's the Avs, awesome. Like you're 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 beating up. Yeah. It looked like they were on. They were set to dominate a good team. Yep. And Which I haven't done this year. And I, I'll be and Kevin right before that, moments before that, I tweeted, "This Mavs team has a lot of ways to play offense." Oh, so no. I, I like Mike. I flipped back and forth. I was watching the Mavs. I was like, "Good God, they're scoring from everywhere. They can do it." And again, so many different and unique ways that aren't just Luca walking it up the court and deciding who gets the ball at the last second or taking it himself. And then Kevin, Ave- uh, I'm sorry, Grant Williams goes cold. Uh, they can't hit a three-pointer late in the game to, to get that thing rolling. And, Kevin, I think it was six minutes that the offense went cold after I tweeted that out. And then this, I turned back. I was like, well, this game's over. Let me flip it back over to the Stars. And it was 3-3 three to three and quickly became 5-3. to three. And I was like, what did I do? Well, it took 11 seconds. I was watching because I believe the, the Mavs game had just ended. So I tune over. They get kind of a little bit of a – it was a weird – it wasn't a turnover, but they make it four to three, and you're like, dang it, this is going to be tough. And ele- literally 11 seconds later, it was five to three. You know what's really agitating, too? Two of those goals were scored by former stars. Is Valerie Nichushkin, which obviously stars fans have lots and lots of – Lots not, of feelings, Not yeah. super positive thoughts. Why? And then – well, he never was what he should have been here. And okay. because when he was drafted, he, there was all these other shenanigans that went in. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I don't know. And then he Is came. Is he the Tyler Sagan of the Bruins? Because I know we got Sagan Ooh, from the Bruins because that, of his shenanigans and stuff like an, that. That is an interesting point. Or Michael Redd. Oh, man, I haven't talked about I'm not Michael, Michael Red, Josh Smith. Joe I was Smith. thinking you're thinking of Michael Joe Red Smith. of the Milwaukee Bucks. Whoever the guy was that wouldn't play for the Mavs early on. I mean, Kiki fanned away. Kiki fanned and then okay. Andrew Cogliano also scored. So there's two former stars. I don't know if that makes a difference. No. But tonight's game, you're going up against the Rangers who lead the Metropolitan Division. You can say it's too early to be concerned. I just want them to put out a good effort because this year, the Stars against all the rest of the NHL, 11 and 1. Against teams that are in first or second place, 03 and 1. So they're the they're the Mavericks or the Cowboys against the elite team or the yeah, all of our teams except for the Rangers. The Cowboys have been underdogs in two games this and year and they're 0 and, and they 2. The Mavericks them. have played two elite teams, they're 0 and 2. The Stars have played four elite teams. They're 0-3 and 1. We need to fix this, guys. By the way, or, I do think Sacramento at the end of the year is going to have another top three record okay. in the West. So okay. I do and that's why that I wasn't sure where you fell on they, that. They, look, De'Aaron Fox all of a sudden can make threes? Yeah, dude. Dang it. No, look, you shoot. better look yeah. out. All right, so here's my question then. If before all this happened, before if I would have said you have, you're going to be good, you're going to be a good team. All of DFW will be a good team, yeah. but you can't beat the, the best teams, but you're going to win a World Series. Well, that's yeah. fine. I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> okay. But I, right. I do see this. 
a, a, a new Stars fan, and look, I'll be honest, I didn't want how the Stars got up three to zero. I saw the highlights, but I was I was rocking the Mavs. Uh, and it looked like it's going to be an incredible game. Mavs Brewers game, Mavs Bucks mm. game. But when I tuned over to the Stars, and then I saw it three three. Then I watched the four three. Then I watched five three. I didn't see six three because I was like, screw it. I'm not happy right now with this. I'm not happy with the Mavs collapse, and I'm not happy with the Stars collapse. But to your point, but I think both both teams are like a move away, a trade away. I don't know the Stars well enough to know what piece that they need to really put themselves possibly over the top of Colorado, of um, uh, the Canucks, who I saw that game, you know, and I thought, man, I think they're just better than us. Yeah, that, and that's just going to be you learning the rest of the NHL right. along, along the ride here. I mean, I'm probably in the same boat with you every year. I kind of have to renew, relearn the NHL. But in that game specifically early on, I was like, man, Tyler Sagan's back, baby. Tyler Sagan, we, we got yeah. our Tyler Sagan, the one we need, the one that's not injured anymore and, yeah. and is healthy and can make these types of plays. It was a very exciting thing. But then, I, and I don't, Mike, I'm sorry also, I didn't see the adjustment because I flipped over to the Mavs game. So I didn't see what adjustment Colorado made that really shut the I Stars tell you this, down when I watched the third period, I don't even know if the Stars had the puck for five minutes of the of the period. Yeah. It felt like it felt like God. Colorado was on yeah. the attack the whole third period. I would need to look that up, but it does feel like that. Now, I, I want to know y'all's thoughts on this because this got a lot of traction. Is did you see Ian Rappaport's uh, tweet about Caleb Williams? I don't think I did. Okay, so USC's perpetually underwhelming season continued with a loss to UCLA. And Caleb Caleb Williams, quote, elected not to speak to the media. And Ian Rappaport put out a tweet. Joe Burrow learned his season was over on Friday, understood his responsibility, and went out and held a news conference. The job of a quarterback and face of the franchise. And when you look at that, and then you look at, did he go to cry to his mom and not his teammates or anything like that? I don't know how people factor in things like yeah. this against just natural talent. I would still, as far as I know, I would take him number one. Obviously, I'm not following Drake May. Drake May that closely. That being said, I do think that he's not beyond his years age-wise. He's acting like a 20, 21-year-old, yeah. which is fine. That's what sure. age he is. But I don't think you look at uh, Caleb Williams through What's going on this year, his last year in college, we know that he's not coming back. I can't imagine him coming back to USC for a senior year, right? Because in the junior. I, I do not think he will be. So there. you're just dealing with somebody who needs to mature a little bit. But he's not acting like a 10-year-old. He's just acting somewhat his age. And you wouldn't say, oh, he's beyond his years the way that he's uh, controlling the um, uh, adversities, I'll say, that he's going through. Yeah, I'm, I didn't know much about his personality at OU. Because, uh, you know, when he was at Oklahoma, Kevin, you had uh, Rattler still, so you still had that going on, and he replaces him. And then Lincoln Riley is like, see you later. We're out of here, and I'm taking the quarterback with me. And I thought, man, that's that really stinks. I still am very in the, the vein of the on-the-field product I have questions about because of how Lincoln Riley sets up quarterbacks yeah. so well. But the – when you add these other things to it, I'm like, man, he had a lot of things handed to him and gifted to him along the way, too. How's that response going to be when he gets to the NFL? And there's even more of that type of exposure for you. Now, I believe Mike is about to open some more packs. Now, on these ones, 
if I recall correctly, these are gold exclusive packs from the National. I saw somebody try to buy every single one of these that RJ Dukes had oh, really? at the Dallas Card Show, and they were like, hey, can I get a discount? And he was like, not for these packs. And so these are exclusive Ooh. from the National. They're gold. There's only two in their core. If you want to grab one, yeah. those are very hard to find. And uh, I believe they're like $50 a pack. They wow. are. Give so or take. This I'm is one pack. Up. Yes. And there's only two cards in there. These were these are very tough to get from the National. Yes. So these yes. are not easy yes. packs to get. That's why that person wanted to get a lot of them. All right. The first card I'm opening up is a Greg Maddox, your guy. Oh. Like Green Ice Panini. I don't know if it's numbered or not. It's it is numbered 35 of 99. Okay. And then the other card that I have here is a Kevin Durant Panini uh regular card. No, nothing like when I say nothing yeah, special yeah. about no, I it. I understand. It's I understand. It's a base card. Thank you. Base card is the best a way. A base to card sounds it. so much more yeah. you know, so so much more respectful than So the Maddox than card a is a really cool card, card out of this. All right, the first card I get here, Kevin and Mike, is an Anthony Edwards uh, Ooh. card. Ooh, that's probably numbered. And then it's all red and shiny and everything. And Ooh, then the second one I got too. is that's Eamon Thompson. Ice, I think. Eamon Thompson. He's a rookie. Oh, yes, yeah. one of the Thompson twins. There you go. That's, that's right. the one that I got there. That's a nice card. That's awesome. So there we go. Like all right. Oh, and you got? I got one, too. Is Here's... that Chet? Here's my base. It's not Chad oh, Holmgren. I'm it did sorry. Look like Who Chet is that? From over here. Uh, Bezalis. Okay. Is it Matas or Mateus? I probably should know that by I now. Don't know. And then <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I don't. there's a lot of names out. Yeah, there, and right? then a George Brett blue cracked ice numbered 97 out of 149. So there are gold packs. You can get all of these cards where there will be hey. a giveaway for all these cards on a live stream friday black friday all you got to do pop up to the shop today rj dukes off of north central expressway in mckinney show them that you follow one of their platforms tiktok instagram facebook twitter or youtube they'll be giving this all away for free on friday and remember that includes if you missed it from earlier the relic autograph Derek jeter number to 30 wow that will be a part they of the giveaway. They actually have a George Brett extra. rookie card here, too. Not to Ooh. give away, but Okay, I was about to say, hold on now. Let's just uh, let's make let's, it happen. Let's you, know, you just said okay. George Brett. I, I noticed, I was like, that caught my eye. They have a 75 George Brett rookie card in their we're, shop here. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. How much does it suck to get beat down twice in the same afternoon? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Second and five, and it's caught by Shakir. Shakir with Whitehead trying to cut off the angle. Shakir still going. Touchdown, Buffalo. What a move. Wow. 81 yards. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We're live at RJ Duke Sports Cards in McKinney. And right now, it's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Deep. I think your mic is off. Okay, try it again. This is the week of gravy. That's right. Ooh, what kind that? of gravy? Brown for turkey. Okay. You're not putting cream gravy in. You're not doing Thanksgiving cream gravy. No, it's You the, have to be super country to do that. This is the giblet or giblet What did gravy? you say? Yeah, no, I just I got mean, nervous for a second. Is it the giblet? Is it giblet or giblet? It's giblet, right? Giblet? I think so. 
All right. I'll yeah. take your word for it. The other but that's word, the but, you might be thinking of But Thursday's a brown gravy day. Okay. Or a turkey gravy. Okay. Day. He's right. You're not. So are you going to shun if somebody brought up well, white gravy? I could see you being like, taking, what am I going to do with it? You're this? taking the turkey fat, right, that renders off of the turkey, and that's what starts your gravy for Thanksgiving. You're not, like, taking a pound of sausage and then throwing some flour and butter in there and like hey man i got some sausage gravy for your turkey <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense he's right I'm like if you have biscuits i'll do it oh man i'm a fan of biscuits but rolls are even better than biscuits yeah somehow we, rolls we have the gravy. we have the bracket to back that up oh yeah i need to start putting that bracket together for wednesday what won last year last year rolls didn't win uh, I think I actually have that bracket in my folder. No way. Yes. That That'll folder. That'll be Wednesday during Peace-a-thon where I'm going to win a Mickey Mantle, like, 36 by 24. Oh, yeah. Is you, that your goal? I'm going to bid on it. I don't it's, know if I'm going to win. It is incredible. You guys loved last year. It came down to stuffing and dressing versus gravy. And because I remember the year before it was tough. ham against macaroni and cheese. And Mike was like, what is this, the Easter bracket? And you were, outra- Easter. You were <laughs> outraged by it. So, yeah, the great Thanksgiving. The gravy win? Uh, stuffing and dressing? No, stuffing and dressing one, I do but believe. Geez, how do we let that happen? I don't know, but I do love stuffing. If, if you make me vote on that again, I would vote stuffing dressing. But that is yeah. two great competitors. Dressing. Like, that is a great competition. All right. Not a great competitor is the New York Jets. So they lost to the Bills <laughs> 32-6. to six. There's a lot to go over here. First of all, that's six points. They were already losing 16-0. to zero, But that was, and I want you to think about this for a minute, that was their first offensive touchdown in 41 drives. Wow. 41 drives. Drive. How is Zach Wilson getting worse as the season? <laughs> I, don't I, don't you, I don't know if you heard Robert Sala. He said he's, he's play- actually he's, playing better. He's doing good. Yeah, he's, he's playing doing better. better. We remember we were doing over the stats how he had one touchdown and four I wanted the follow-up question to be like, better than what? <laughs> yeah. And that is a good point. A, a good that is always a good follow-up. Comparative. Where are like we? You would here? you would think that a person would hey you're not the starting quarterback you're not getting first team reps hey you're the starting quarterback you're getting first team reps and as the season progressed not saying he would get good but he would get better he's actually gotten worse the more he plays so not only did they lose that game but allegedly there was a fight in the tunnel afterwards and one of the reporters with SNY that put this out said. One of the Bills players yelled after the fight, and we beat that ass, too. <laughs> so how tough is it to get crushed twice in the same day? I know only one of them counts in the loss column, but if you get beat up, that feels like insult to injury, or I guess injury to insult in this case. I would say this, Corey. I'm going to take it into a, another type of category. I heard through Broadus, I was listening to uh, Chia, no, yeah, I was listening to Chia Fala. I was listening to pregame show because I know Zach and Eric both do it. Eric does pregame. Zach does postgame. And they were talking about that. They're saying maybe Christmas Eve that Aaron Rodgers comes back. Yes. Wow. But why would you come back if you're not in the playoff hunt? And at this point, watching the no Jets, idea. I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back because even if he's somewhat healthy, why risk coming back that quickly when you're not in a playoff race? To prove it. To prove that. And that might be it. He really did say earlier in the year, I want to show that, that I, you know, with whatever methods I use, that I can come back faster than anybody ever has before. Maybe we can't. You know, it's, it's the opportunity to say, hey, not everything that is out there is, is the end-all, be-all. 
what I did can be the next step. Maybe we can get uh, healed from this uh, faster and somebody can be out there. If we go to cut number 19, there's interesting things that transpiring with the 49ers. Purdy going to can the play here as three receivers right. Ayuk and uh, check left going deep down the sideline for you. He's got it, and he's gone. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! San Francisco! Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire! You love playing San Francisco audio. Hey, look. I don't understand it. Well, look, his favorite team's the Steelers, and his favorite no, quarterback of all time no, is Joe that Montana. Is, yeah. that we is have a, them both on record. Yeah, you're a huge Steelers you tell fan. Tell me we I'm know. wrong. Is you your favorite what? quarterback of all time Joe Montana? Here's the thing that's going to make it really answer tough. Answer the question. No, hold on. I will answer your question. <laughs> it's going to be really tough for me to pivot out of this, and this is where I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Brock Purdy completed 21 of 25 passes for 333 yards and three touchdowns. He had a perfect quarterback rating. He's the first San Francisco 49ers quarterback to have a perfect play, uh, quarterback rating since, and this is crazy, 1989, where both Steve Young and Joe Montana did it in the same season. I feel this. I if, do love Joe Montana, yes. If San Francisco is healthy, I think they win the Super Bowl. Okay. But that's a big Just because their style of play. We've seen Christian McCaffrey. He gets hurt a lot in his career, right? If Christian McCaffrey's hurt, that can really change yeah, my mind. That is true. Uh, if a major defensive player like Warner or Bosa is hurt, that could change my mind. So they have to be, obviously, Brock Purdy getting hurt killed them last year against Philadelphia. It made it the worst NFC championship game in the history of football when they had pretty much a no quarterbacks left to play in the second half of the game. So I do think that. When I watch this San Francisco team, Corey, and when they're healthy, I'm like, who beats this team? I mean, I, I do think the Chiefs can scheme it up uh, to beat that team, I think. Uh, but they're they're still limited right now, in my opinion, and the ability to spread the ball around the right way. Like, And when I say the right way, what, the way Patrick Mahomes does it, I guess, is the right way. But it's Travis Kelsey and a bunch of guys. Yeah, uh, and and I know Chiefs fans are like, hey, but we're like everybody else. They're developing and all that. But I, I still think that Patrick Mahomes can be the X factor against that team. So that's the only one. Other than that, I don't see anybody else uh, yeah. whenever I mean, they're at their do you, best. Do you want a fun fact since you mentioned Travis Kelsey? Do you know that Dra Travis Kelsey and Deron Bland have the same number of touchdowns this year? Hey. You want to just talk Deron Bland? When, when are we going to talk uh, Deron Bland today? 122, yeah. baby. Right. Okay. Uh, when are we going to talk about Kansas City and Philadelphia tonight? Yeah, we, we Ooh, can talk about that right now game. if you want. Because you're bringing up Kansas City. If Kansas – I just – look, Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. I put him in the category of Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. He's in – I think he's going to be one of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time. Joe Montana being yes. one of them too. I just look at him and look at what he has around him and say it's a load of – besides Kelsey. And Chris it's Jones. It's just horrible. His running backs are average at best. His receivers are Poor maybe Pacheco. out of you. You take that group of five receivers. I think they're 32nd in the NFL in wide receivers. Like he has the worst wide receivers in all of the NFL as a group. So if they lose tonight, if Philadelphia wins tonight, I hear what you're saying about Kansas City and maybe they will. But I just look at them and go, they're not very talented besides Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. Yeah, I, I, I don't I think they are devoid in a couple of areas and specifically wide receiver. And that could be the difference. You know, 
But I still think that when it comes down to if they're in a 17 to 14 game and they have to drive down the field in the fourth quarter, that Mahomes can manufacture runs, if you will, or manufacture points in some way. Who you like tonight, then? I like the Chiefs because I hate the Eagles. I'm sorry. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, I, I, the I hear Chiefs because okay. I hate the Eagles. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna, I, I really do. I think. I, I still enough. think yeah. that Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes have something that they can they can put out against that. I'll Eagles tell you team. what could be key tonight, Corey. That we won't know until we see the first quarter is how hurt Jalen Hurts is. Well, and also, and also, he's, the he's Eagles. Pl- he's not running. They seem to keep saying like he's all right, but I, I I'm with you. But the Eagles Everybody secondary professionally lies in yeah, sports. Their secondary has been exposed a lot, and you have a quarterback that loves to expose exposed yeah. secondary. So yeah. that's where I think that they they get over the. Well, then Sky Moore needs to Browns? wake up from his draft pick status and start playing football like an NFL football player. And then if I can fire off just one more real quick, if you can give me cut number eighteen, this felt like it was going to be the biggest upset of the day until it was not. Jared leans in, takes the snap, hands to Montgomery, yes. heads down to the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions. They've got the lead back. David Montgomery against his former team and the Lions. What a comeback. What a comeback. Now, Corey, your team looked rough for most of the day. The Bears kick a field goal to go up 26-14 with four minutes and 15 seconds to go. That was it for them. The Lions scored two touchdowns and got a safety in the last three minutes. They're eight and two for the first time since 1962. Wow, that is impressive. That team started 11 and two. That is very impressive. Uh, listen, that was going to be a humongous I, I know it's upset. The Bears, though, right? but it's it's a division game, you know. Sure. Like, and 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 that's a, you play them twice a year. You have a pretty good understanding of what they are, and you can scheme up something that you know pretty well. And that's you know that's why it was a struggle, but. The Lions are the better team, and that's why it ended the way that it did. 